Hello, you are listening to the BZ Powercast, episode 35. I'm your host, Black Six. I'd like to thank you all for downloading our show for May 2012. This month, we start things off talking with Takuma Nuva and Gatnui about the recently announced deal that's in the works for a possible live-action Hero Factory movie. Then, Windrider joins me for this month's How-To BZP. After that, Gatnui comes back for this month's staff interview, and we wrap things up with a very special music time with Smeeg. There's a lot to cover, so let's get to it! So, joining me now are Gatanui and Takuma Nuva to talk about the recently announced proposal for a Hero Factory live-action movie. How's it going, everyone? We're fine, thanks. I'm doing okay. So, I think the first thing to address is the whole live-action aspect. I, I highly doubt it's going to be people wearing Hero Factory suits or the Hero Factory characters are going to become human. It's most likely going to be a, a movie that takes place on Earth or somewhere where there are humans, and there's going to be CG Hero Factory characters like Saving the Day, uh, very much like Transformers, would be my guess. That yeah. was the first thing that came to my mind as well, yeah. Right. Yeah, this Transformers is something we thought of immediately. I'm pretty you sure know, everyone probably thought of Transformers. Yeah, well, which which is why, you know, in, in the talk back, people are saying, oh, but, you know, the Battleship movie just came out and that was horrible. No. Well, it's like, it, it's, oh, it's I wouldn't now? compare those at all. I mean, the Battleship, Battleship is a board game with no real story at all. And, mm. um, you know, they just kind of tried to force a movie around that. Whereas, like, Transformers, you know, it has a, a huge story, much deeper than uh, Hero Factories. Um, and probably a lot more, not, not probably, definitely a lot more confusing, but it, it, there was a framework to build off of just like there was, or just like there is for Hero Factory. So I think that's the, the better comparison of, of any of the toy movies out there. Yeah, definitely. What do you mean no plot for Battleship, the board game? I mean, D7, who saw that twist coming? Blew my mind. <laughs> Right, yeah, no, I mean, there is a, an extensive already comic book line and TV series already associated with Battleship, right? And, and fan fiction all over the place. Exactly. Although, of course, the fact that um, this Hero Factory movie is going to be, uh, well, so comparable to Transformers is maybe also its greatest risk, you know, because um, maybe some people are going to think, oh, now it's Transformers all over again, and aren't going to watch it after there already been uh, three Transformers uh, cinema movies. They're going to think, well, this is just the same, just with another title and different figures. Hmm. That's that's very true. And I think, you know, it def- this de- movie definitely does not have a chance of doing anywhere near as well as the Transformers movies do, no. just because they don't have the, the brand recognition. I mean, Lego is a huge brand still, but... Hero Factory isn't, um, you know, isn't as even as big as Bonacle was, and I don't think Bonacle ever really touched uh, Transformers as far as popularity. Um, so it's it definitely is a, a much smaller market, um, and it's definitely going to be much more of a, a kids movie, I think, than Transformers, which since Transformers had been around since the '80s, also had a lot of adults uh, who mm. wanted to see it. 
Although that is, of course, also regionally different because, well, of course, I know Transformers enjoys a lot of popularity in the USA. But, for example, in Germany, I think before the Transformers movies came out, uh, Transformers was not very well known. Okay, so least, that's uh, a good point, international uh, at least differences. For our age Internationally? Group, oh, I don't know. Or at least our age group, um, I don't think was very well known. Then again, as you said, it was from the 80s, so um, the one from, from our age group around then. Okay. So I don't know, but I think that could be a point. Well, you never know if the perhaps if the concept can convince convince a known hero factory um, a movie could attract many um, people to watch it. Well, I don't know if we can expect um, a, a kind of storyline that seems so original that it attracts many people. We, you know, of course, Transformers had the advantage of all the former fans would go to watch the movie with perhaps with their children, even if they already have them. You don't have that with Hero Factory. Hero Factory is a very recent Lego brand. So I think all the, um, all the visitors they want from this movie will have to be attracted by, with the plot, with an original idea. Um, I have my, I'm not sure if they can pull that as well as they... Well, as they should, right? Know. And, and uh, there's also a lot of uh, timing things to to take into consideration. You know, there is um, a Lego feature film that is in the works. Uh, it's going to be, from my understanding, entirely CG. You know, like the a Pixar DreamWorks movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I think it might be too early to announce something like this. That Lego might have been better off, you know, doing the the Lego brick kind of movie, seeing how that does, and then you know. After the Lego movie, if that does well, you can kind of ride on that's coattails and be like, you know, another Lego movie hero factory or something like that to, to kind of capture the success uh, from the first one if it does well. Yeah, well, that then again, crossed wasn't, my mind as well. Well, it, then again, it wasn't Lego who approached um, Universal Studios about this, was the other way around. Actually, I think the a hero factory movie has more potential as a, uh, well, blockbuster or I don't know if it will become a blockbuster but you get the idea I think it has more potential for a broad masses movie than uh, the Lego movie at least a more potential for a successful movie uh, because um, well from what I've heard so far about the Lego movie it's going to be well it may actually be a little bit cheesy and well I I just hope Hero Factory won't be a pure action movie. Will actually have a solid concept uh, behind. But uh, well, from the, from the first impression I get, you know, it's uh, I have the impression that Lego the Lego movie is going to be a kiddie movie, and that Hero Factory is going to have a broad audience. The things the Lego movie is going to count almost entirely, I'd say, on brand recognition the recognition of the Lego brand. Um, with Hero Factory, I think it's rather um, trying to attend to attract people who yeah, perhaps like yeah, movies in the like Transformers, action pack movies, movies with robots and um, destroying things and all that. <laughs> 
So was, yeah, the, the two movies, the Lego movie and the Hero Factory movie, are definitely going to be very different. I mean, um, like you said, the, the Hero or the Lego movie, I can see being more like um, like Toy Story, something like that, where mm. where um, it's a, it's a little lighter uh, to some degree and and yeah, just kind of like a fun fun family. Uh, film uh for younger kids and like you said it's gonna rely a lot on the brand recognition of lego but the the thing with the hero factory movie is you know unless there's a huge huge marketing push behind it i don't see it really becoming a summer blockbuster right it there needs to be a lot of word out about it otherwise it's going to be a very niche movie that only you know like younger kids and and hero factory fans are going to see yeah, I mean, just the fact that, you know, I'm sure there are some people who are going to just see Lego and go, oh, it's going to be, you know, it's for kids. It's a sad reality, but, you know. Right, which yeah. which is why I think, like, if, if the Lego movie comes out first and and if they do something like Toy Story where, you know, the Pixar films are, are notorious for, while they are kids' movies, there's a lot in there to for, for the adults, you know, for the kids' parents and stuff to enjoy. You know, oh, yeah, if, if they add add layers like that in the Lego movie and it does well and, you know, then people are like, oh, you know, a Lego movie doesn't have to just be for kids. That'll set a nice precedent. So when, you know, a, a Lego Hero Factory movie comes along, I think it, it would help open the doors and increase the, the potential success of, of a Hero Factory movie. Yeah. I mean, I really kind of wish that uh, the Clutch Powers movie had taken off better because I haven't heard anything about another movie. Has anyone else? No, I think that was kind of a one and done. Yeah. Well, I mean, they left. Did you see that movie? I did not. Yeah, we watched was... the movie, and they left a cliffhanger open just in case. I guess if if the movie had done well, they would have made a sequel, perhaps. But apparently, um, well, I I don't think it sold bad. Although I haven't heard anything from it, about it, but I don't think it sold it sold too well either because it was it was barely promoted. All there was was and Rafi Edwards on the sides of packages, Lego set packages, and that was all. And yeah. well, building instructions, but that's basically the same. So it was barely promoted. No, I was no, just going to say, it, was even, it wasn't even so much a cliffhanger as much as just, it felt, you know, it was like a part, it felt like the first of a trilogy. Because, I mean, the basic idea of the movie, without giving anything too big away, is that, you know, these this really bad dude and then these two lesser bad dudes escape from prison, right? But the movie only focuses on going after one of the lesser guys. I mean, there's, it's like the start of a trilogy. There's just, it's more than just a cliffhanger. There's a lot of stuff left to expand on, which just kind of saddened me since it doesn't seem like we're going to get another one. Because I actually yeah, thought it was really good. I had that impression as well because, you know, uh, in the end, uh, at the end of the movie... Uh, clutch powers and the team behind him finally uh, managed to get along well with each other and well it would have it would be a pity or it is a pity because uh, we don't know uh, that there is going to be a next clutch powers movie it is a pity that they aren't going to uh, well do anything with this you'd think that lego likes prison breakouts for some reason <laughs> right, that was kind of like the the original Lego Island game, from what I remember. Um, so, so I would see the the Lego animated movie being possibly more in the vein of of Clutch Powers 
But um, exactly. and and as long as there's marketing out, you know, there's I think it'll do well based on the brand. Um, but a, a Hero Factory movie, if they just push it as as a Lego movie, um, before any other Lego movie wouldn't do as well. So that's why I think it's important for for the other movie to come out first and hopefully uh, help increase the recognition and maybe get people interested. So moving on, uh, we've talked a lot about you know the the feasibility and financial success or whatever of the movie. So what do you guys think the story would be about? Is it going to take place on Earth? Is it going to take place on, on somewhere else? You know, what do you guys see that, that going? I definitely see it going to be, you know, on Earth. Because, I mean, if it's live action, you have to have something that's kind of alive in the movie. Unless they're just going to take a bunch of, you know, camera shots of pretty scenery and then stick all the CGI in it. Well, I mean, you know, there's always it could always be like a, a f- more sci-fi th- futuristic thing where w- the humans have colonized other planets, and it could take place on an, um, another planet. But oh, I mean, uh, in in the I mean, so far in the Hero Factory story, they've you know they've acknowledged that Earth exists, right? Yeah. So we do know that no, it's part of our universe. That. No, actually, yeah. on in the promo- some promotion videos. Well, well yeah, Hero Factory M, of course. Right on on the website. On on the Hero Factory website, there is you know a lot of uh, mention of Earth, and you know like you said on the the radio show, and then on like the news ticker they had things like that. Yeah, also those um, designer videos with um, the designers trying to adapt the new hero building system to their toys and all that. So yeah, I could definitely see the Hero Factory movie storyline taking place on Earth, or at least with humans. That's something that would have never worked with Bionicles. So in a, in a way I'm well in a way I'm glad they um, are possibly making a Hero Factory movie and not a Bionicle movie because I don't um, I don't th- I'm sure Bi- a Bionicle movie wouldn't have worked with live action as a live action movie. Yeah, and, definitely not. No. Yeah, and as I've already said, talk back if um, Hero Factory or a Bionicle movie has to fail horribly. Then I prefer a hero faction movie too. too. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I, because, yeah, we are we like hero faction, but Bionicle was such an epic, great storyline. I think it would be a shame if it got could totally messed up and ruined in a movie. So I'd like to avoid that. Right. Yeah, I yeah. think there's definitely a lot of ways I could do the Hero Factory movie wrong. Um. You know, I think copying too much of the Transformers uh, formula would definitely be a bad thing. Yeah, um, I think that's an inevitable comparison. Yeah, because and, and that's <laughs> exactly why I'd say avoid that because, like you said, it's gonna that that comparison's gonna happen. So you you want to try to to set yourselves apart from it. Mm. We've actually not talked yet about the superhero movies comparison because you know when I thought about the movie, uh, what truth? Yeah, for example, Avengers. You know, um, if it's going to take place on Earth and there are going to be robotic heroes, I think many people may think of Iron Man, for example, or just generally of Avenger superheroes. So I could see how there would be a comparison to uh, to some of the superhero movies, especially with um, in in like the Avengers, where you know Thor is kind of uh, you know like an alien so to speak you know he's, he's from a, another world or whatever however you want to say it um 
So it would kind of be something like that where you have these heroes coming from from another planet, obviously, you know, the Maku Hero City kind of thing. Um, who, uh, What kind of uh, villains do you think we'll see? Are they going to be more robotic villains or, or maybe they'll, they'll be something um, more organic or, or more kind of like uh, something that would be maybe more related to the live action part? Mm, personally, That's I prefer to see some robots as, as some robotic villains simply because it's more true to the original Hero Factory concept now. And I'm and because I'm not even sure how a, I don't know, an organic villain would work. Yeah, how it could take some sort of dog ock or something that I don't think could work so well. But what I do hope is that if they do um, take robotic heroes, they don't take that so huge um, robots such as Transformers or even Avengers, because then people will really say, oh, this is just Transformers all over again. And right, both, both it's Legos. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, just the fact that, yeah, I mean, if it was a, you know, Hero Factory villain, it seems like it would fit more, but at the same time, then it's just like, you know, the only significance of Earth is that it's, so to speak, caught in the crossfire, which is, you know, another Transformers comparison. Right, right. They'd have but to come same. up with a reason for, um, you know, the villain to be attacking Earth, and it's probably going to be like the like quasi-energy, and then that's like, oh, that's Energon, and hey, it's it's Transformers <laughs> exactly. all over again. But so then at I'm, the same time, I don't feel it would be as exciting if it was a bunch of, you know, robot heroes going after one guy with, you know, a pack of C4. Right. Well, it doesn't have to be when when I say like an organic villain, I don't mean ha- well, has yeah. like a live action, right? It could still be a CG thing, but like some kind of monster or something like that, you know, yeah. uh, some other kind of threat other than than a hero that might have may come from like within Earth or something like that. Yeah. Um, or maybe Although something that doesn't something that's non sentient, you know, that doesn't have the same kind of motivations that uh, a re- evil robot would have. Although at the same time, then you come across the question, okay, I mean, they're inevitably, inevitably going to make sets off the stuff in the movie. How would they do one of the more organic ones? Uh, that's, that's, that's a good point, too. Yeah. That's a nice point. And, and that kind of brings the question, right? If, they, if it's set on Earth or something and they have heroes interacting with humans, um, do they make human characters for the sets? And then how does that work? That's, Hopefully not. <laughs> I, I would sooner see a play set like the Bionicle ones where minifigure size uh, mm. I, personally I don't want to see a revamp of Galidor <laughs> right so that's one route they could go um, which I, I think would be bad and then I, I don't know the, the minifigure size sets never sold that well for, for Bionicle that I'm aware of so I'm not yeah. sure that they'd want to go back to that um. So it would be interesting. Then, then maybe they could do something like, you know, we've never really established the scale for heroes, um, versus a, a normal human, right? So exactly, they could bring back like the the technic figures or something like that, and that could be the human that goes around that you know is to scale with the heroes. Um, hopefully, it wouldn't be uh, a minifigure size compared to a hero because then you're right back at transformers. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think, yeah. I think the scale needs to be a little closer. Um, it's going to be the similar scale, like the Toa would compare to a human. Right. Right. Yeah. Actually smaller than humans. I 
think the I think they're not No, I thought thought uh, a toa is uh, 1.6 meters high. Well, I, I actually I don't remember. Uh, well, I suppose the heroes will be slightly uh, well larger than human beings, but uh, as long as they don't get 20 uh, or uh, 100 feet high, I think it's still all right. Right. Yeah. No. Like I said, as long as they again don't go with the Transformers scale. <laughs> I think even like Incredible Hulk size would be too big. You Unless we were so? talking like one of the villains. I, I think so. Oh, That's what about like uh, Stormer XL or, or Raka XL? That might, well, yeah, I mean, that would be like an exception. Like Titan set. Right. Yeah. Hulk sides are a little bigger, depending. Yeah, I, I can see him being like, I don't know, eight feet tall, maybe, maybe 10. That might be a little overkill, but something like that I think might be reasonable. Um, all right. What what other thoughts do you guys have on on this uh, announcement? Mm, well, you know, it just came to my mind that maybe, um, well, we have been left hangings, uh, at least story wise, after the uh, the latest Hero Factory series breakout because we know Von Nebula got the plans for the hero entire Hero Factory, and now. Uh, we're all speculating about the possibility of a villain factory. And I was considering the possibility that uh, this villain factory may actually come into being uh, in the in the movie, in the Hero Factory movie. And personally, I disagree, simply because um, LEGO has made their plans about what year they want, what story. And clearly, I, I don't think they were planning such a... Um, feature-length movie from Universal Studios. So in, they are either going to, going to change the plans or they're simply having the movie as a separate storyline. Well, but if, uh, the, if, villain factory, if the Villain Factory storyline is not being considered for, well, say 2013 or 2014, uh, then maybe it may be implemented in the, uh, well, in the live movie. Well, you never know. Yeah, so so you know this story just broke uh, a few days ago, and you know nothing is final yet. So this is still in the works. So I wouldn't expect a movie until summer two thousand fourteen at the earliest. Yeah. Um, so whatever Lego has planned for the next wave of Hero Factory sets, um, you know, for next year is probably set in stone and not going to change. So if they're planning the Villain Factory for then, then. Um, you know, that's I don't I don't see that changing. It depending on how far out the movie goes and how for how long Lego is planning on doing Hero Factory, there I could see that they might take whatever plans they already have for the line and try to adapt that to the movie. Uh, otherwise, I agree that you know they might just go a separate kind of standalone route. Um, you know, just an adventure that could fit anywhere in the Hero Factory canon, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I guess that's one advantage from Hero Factory compared to Bionicle. You could. In, it would have been very hard to make such a standalone story arc for Bionicle. It would right. all have to fit with the main story. For Hero Factory, you can make as many, yeah, standalone story arcs as you want, and still somehow fit into the, into the whole concept. Still, plenty of parallel universe. I don't. I don't even think it needs to be parallel universe. 
Um, <laughs> I was, just, was actually just kidding. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's just like, you know, uh, I think a couple of members have posted kind of very broad ideas for stories that I think is probably pretty accurate. It's going to be, you know, assuming it is on Earth, it's going to be some un, some new enemy is attacking Earth. So the humans put out a distress call to the Hero Factory. Um, you know, they'll Hero Factory will get the call. Then there'll be a, a cool scene where we see the heroes getting equipped for that particular mission and then going to Earth. And, you know, it'll only be over the course of maybe like a week or so, right? So that can kind of like be a break in in any other mission or storyline that Lego has going on with the, the sets. And so it could fit in pretty easily to that without having to be uh, closely tied in. So what kind of, what, what characters do you think we're going to see? Uh, we have, I don't know, how many heroes do we have we gotten sets of so far? Like eight or ten or so? Um, how many of those do you see actually making it into the movie? The only two I could really see definitely probably being in the movie would be... Uh Inferno and Preston Stormer. Yeah, obvious choices. And Rockham AP, because uh, he's been rather prominent in this series lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah ever since he got revealed. And the ones I see, and I don't know, I think they could do without Bart, because he feels, yeah, he feels a bit superfluous. Well, um, what I want to say is, he doesn't see like such an, such an important character, so I... I think they could um, introduce a new character instead. That wouldn't be too bad because we've had this in the same heroes for quite a while. I would, I'd like to, I'd love to see some new heroes, even if it's only for one movie. But I can, yeah, I can really see both Storm and Inferno being mm-hmm. important. And and I think yeah. like, I haven't seen the the most recent episodes, but I feel like um, Stringer might be a good choice because he, he I could see him kind of being used as a comic relief kind of character to kind of to keep the the lightness to the movie or something like that. And and he does seem to be a fan favorite as well, so that might be a good uh, good choice. You know that actually makes me think what might be actually interesting to do in the movie is what if they had to build a new hero on earth with you know quote primitive human <laughs> equipment yeah that could turn out at least you say, I know, it, we, uh, it looks really different it looks you know kind of maybe ragtag or something you know just kind of like it was put together with bits and bobs that they had to work with since they don't have the hero factory mm-hmm. to build it yeah they'd hopefully do that more convincing than Rocker's upgrade to Rocker XL in the Savage Planet <laughs> movie that was <laughs> It was a bit strange. Well, maybe they also build a cybernetic suit for an actual human. You never know. That too. Yeah. Uh, then people would say that it's just Iron Man all over again. Yeah. Well, it could, or be, it could be more like the Exotoa, right? Nowhere and turns one of them into a hero. Oh, I, I really don't want that to happen. That'd be bad. <laughs> But I think some kind of uh, exoskeleton could be cool. But again, then you'd have the problem with that with, like, how do you make a set of it? Mm. Um, And that would be, again, going back to my suggestion to make the heroes in scale with, like, a Technic figure. And then you could use a Technic figure for for the set, which would be pretty cool, I think. Um, I miss the Technic figures if you hadn't figured that out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and as far as the villains go... Really, we can expect to see everything, I, I think. But well, Nebula may be an option. Maybe we we're also going to see ponies, evil ponies. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they wouldn't be evil. They'd show up and help them. 
I really don't know. My Little Pony and Hero Factory crossover. Why not? There we go. Then you would get a. Then the movie would be successful, not even because of Hero Factory. Right. That would yeah be a hero or My Little Pony movie that people would want to. It'd still be a Hero Factory movie. It just you know all the bronies would be spending the money. All right, so we've been uh, talking about this for a while. Any any closing thoughts or, or comments about uh, this movie? I hope it doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah, I guess that pretty well sums it up. Um, I really want it to do well if they go <laughs> ahead with this. Well, I, uh, I, I'm actually looking forward to the movie. And, well, I just agree with Takuma Nuba here. I hope it doesn't suck. <laughs> for that, I hope they do it in the first place. They're still, um, well, they're still talking with Lego, so it's not being confirmed yet. But personally, I'd, yeah. I'd like to see a Hero Factory movie, so because it's in, it's always great to see the toys animated on the screen. Yeah, I think this uh, could be a big opportunity for Lego if they do it right. So I do hope they go through with it and uh, give it, you know, the attention to detail it deserves. And also the marketing budget it needs to succeed. I go do something for your hopeless A falls. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. For from the A fall perspective, who people who might be like, you know, oh, why why would Lego waste their time and money on a movie like this? Well, if it increases the brand recognition of Lego, it's going to increase sales, which means Lego can will be making more money and be able to make more kind of AFOL centric sets. You know, and like then the, the modular buildings and the, the stop with camel. <laughs> right, and that, that's, that should be the final goal, is that it does so well that LEGO decides to bring back Bionicle for a feature-length <laughs> yeah. movie in Toy Line. So all Hero Fact traders, go watch the movie. You will eventually get Bionicle back. <laughs> right, 100% guaranteed. You heard it here first on VC Power. <laughs> yeah, you know, we were in Madrid last year, and there was this simply huge poster of... Um, Edward of Transformers 3 in the middle of the city center was just gigantic. So if they would do that for a Hero Factory movie, that would be awesome. Right. So so let's hope uh, hope it goes well. So thanks, guys, for joining me, and I will be Thank talking you. to you in the future. Anytime. Yeah. All right. And with me now is Windrider for this month's How to BCP. How's it going, Ryan? Pretty good. I've had my coffee. I'm good to go. Yeah, it took you long enough to get it. Anyway, so what are we talking about this month? Well, this month we are talking about reporting on BC Power. Okay, and uh, what do members need to know about uh, how to report things? Okay, there are many ways to report things because... Well, there are many types of content on Boozy Power. To report topics and posts, look for a report link beneath the post. It's pretty easy to find, don't worry. And to report a topic, well, you just report the first post. They're equivalent. Now, next on the list is reporting profiles. Um, this is done to report signature violations of profile or members display names profile fields things like that um it's worth noting that before the upgrade for the new boards came online back in october 
signature violations were reported by PMing a forum assistant, but not anymore. You use the report this member link at the bottom right side of their profile page. Right. And, and just to be clear, to uh, report a signature, you don't have to, to uh, report a post they make, just report their profile. Right. Yeah, that's a good thing to be clear on. Finally, with the new boards, we can report blog entries and blog comments as well. There is a report entry button that you will see while viewing a blog entry. You can't, uh, you can't find this button while viewing a person's blog. You have to click on the entry itself to bring yourself to the entry page. And also, for blog comments, there will be a report link beneath the comment. Now, while you don't PM a forum assistant with signature violations anymore, there are a few things for which you have to PM them. And this is to report people who have full proto but aren't yet in the outstanding BC Power Citizens group. So if you yourself have received full proto and, you know, Black Six is not yet noticed, then just send a form assistant a PM and they'll get it to you. Right. And then I'll go in and work my magic and you'll have your nice uh, orange title. Yeah, and your shiny mask. Right. Good stuff. Okay, and you also PM for an assistant to report inappropriate profile comments on a member's profile feeds and status updates. So to be clear, do not use the report profile link to do this, PM for an assistant, with a link to the status update if possible, and, and uh, I recommend putting the date and time of the comment too. Right, because yeah, some profiles get a lot of comments and then there's replies to that those and everything and it gets very hard to uh to find the specific ones sometimes. That's why we, we ask for the link in the PM. Exactly. The final thing for which you need to PM a form assistant is to report Google ads or the advertisement banners found on the top and bottom of BZ Power's form index. If you see one that's inappropriate, you should PM a form assistant with the link to which the banner links and a screenshot. There's more, actually. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, there's tons of stuff to report. Hopefully this isn't too confusing for you all, but uh, there's something for which you need to PM a blog assistant, and this is to report inappropriate content blocks in a member's blog. They'll take care of that. And finally, to report violations of BZ Power's advertising policy, you send a PM to advert alert, A-D-V-E-R-T alert, with links, screenshots, and any necessary info. That's pretty much all you can report on BZ Power and how you can report it. Now, right. we should probably cover what to report, shouldn't we? Yeah, that might be helpful, too. Yeah, okay. So, what to report? Any violation of BZ Power's rules, of course, including spamming, flaming, double posts, uh, filter bypassing. Don't bypass the filter, guys. It's not good. 
it's not fun to get that on your uh, record. <laughs> also, if you're the owner of a topic and you want your topic title edited, then you should report the first post of the topic and a forum leader will come around and do that for you. Also, if you're the owner of your topic and you want the topic to be closed temporarily or for good, sometimes in the creative outlet, people go on breaks and don't want, you know, don't want their topics filling up with posts saying, where have you been? And other spammy posts like that. So they request it to be closed. Also, you should report any images on BZ Power that are above 500 kilobytes in file size. This is a global rule. I'm not sure how well known it is, but it is one. And to check the file size of an image, you right click on it and there should be a properties option or something like that. Right, that depends on the browser you use, what, it, what uh, that says. Yes, that's true. And finally, you should report topic revival and be sure to check the revival reference in the reference desk to learn which forms have which, uh, man, how do I say this? How many days? Revival limits is yeah. usually how I say it. <laughs> so yeah, how many days back a topic can be posted in without... Uh, it being revived when you post in it. Right. So don't post in topics older than, uh, you know, depending on the forums, either 20 days, 30 days, or there is no revival. Right. And be sure not to report revival in forums that don't have revival limits, such as the library, comics, Q&A, uh, the affiliates, forums. And I believe that is... Yeah, I believe those are the forums. Here are some tips for some little-known rules. Um, in BBC, you should report images that are above 100 kilobytes. This is actually a rule indigenous to BBC only. It's not a rule in SBC uh, yet. It might be added. I'm not sure. Depends and, on how bad things get over there with uh, lots of large images, I guess. Right, it's 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 not really an active forum, so it's not really needed at this time, I don't think. And there's also a dimension limit in BBC, and that is images are constrained to 640 by 640 pixels. I've seen a lot of violations of this, so I think it's a little-known rule, and it's a good thing to report. It helps me out, so I don't have to prowl the forum and go through every topic each day. But But you do that anyway. Yeah, but you're a dedicated, do. dedicated staff member. You caught me. <laughs> and here's another little-known rule, and completely off-topic: image-only posts are not allowed. There was a time a month ago or so where I saw a whole bunch of image-only posts and had a field day reporting those. So, and I, I believe that's actually a rule in uh, the blogs as well. Uh, no no comments that are just images. Yes, that is true. So this also, can be reported. Also in blogs, chain quoting is not allowed. That's another that's another rule that might not be known. And that right, is and that's that's where you keep just quoting another post without adding anything uh, of your own. Right. Okay, so 
that's all I have for what to report. Now, the final section I have here is why should you report? This might be the, the crucial section here. So why report? Because it's helpful. It's so helpful. It saves the staff members a lot of time and work, so we don't have to go through all of our forums each day because there is a ton of content on BZ Power that gets posted each day in the blogs and profile feeds on the forums. It's a lot of stuff and the staff numbers are limited. We do have a good amount of staff, but we can't we can't cover it all. So we need your help to report stuff so we can, you know, get to things quickly and get to things that we might have missed on our daily prowls throughout BZ Power. And because it's so helpful, it's something that forum leaders look for when giving out proto. So you never know. If you report enough, you might get an increase. I know I've given out two points, I think, for reporting a lot. So... Right, and not only that, I mean, reporting a lot definitely catches the eye of the staff, so when we're looking to promote new people onto the staff team, that's uh, definitely something that catches our eye. Right, and catches your eye specifically because you get all of the reports, perhaps, unfortunately, that are made on BZ Power. Yes, yes I do. I have all of those email alerts going into a folder by themselves, so I can... Uh, go through them uh, as necessary. Oh man, I remember when reports were email only. Those were tough times. Big big props to IPS for the new moderator control panel and the report center. Yes, the report center is also an amazing, amazing feature. So I don't have to always be checking my email. I can just go check in there, see what's uh, been reported and what needs to be addressed still. Yeah, because the thing with even though I get all the email reports, sometimes by the time I get to the email, it's already been taken care of. So the uh, the report center puts everything in one place, and uh, I can see what just needs to be addressed. Yep, it's good stuff. If you ever become staff, you'll learn to appreciate it. <laughs> Believe me. Oh yes, yes, that was a huge upgrade uh, from the moderation perspective in uh, the the last update we had. Okay, uh, I actually think uh, you you missed something in uh, what you're covering, and that is uh, private messages. Oh ho! So catch. you can report uh, private or personal messages. Um, you know, you should be doing that if someone sends you any kind of inappropriate content or is breaking the rules. Um, you know, same same things that uh, Wind listed earlier that you should report things for, and and. Important thing to note is that when you report a uh, PM, you're giving the administration uh, permission to to view that conversation, right? So it is no longer private between you and that member. So that is listed in the rules, but I thought uh, that should be something I point out specifically here. Good catch. I'm ashamed to have missed that. It's not in my notes. Well. I think it's in the compendium, though, so I am aware of it. Don't worry. And thank you for having covered that. Yes, there is a report link beneath uh, any message you receive. I believe it's under any part of the message. Let me check here. 
yes, you can report a specific part of the message, but I believe then the entire exchange will be viewable by the administration, not just that portion. I'm not sure. Well, when I see the report, I only see the message that gets reported, the individual message, but I I have the option if I feel necessary or myself or any of the other administrators to go view then the entire conversation. Okay. Well, that'll be useful to know if I'm ever an admin. Who knows? Anything is possible. Anything. Okay. Well, that's the end of my notes right here, so... If you have anything else to add besides that, go ahead, but I'm all out. All right. I think we uh, covered reporting really well. There is one other thing I want to address real quick because there have been a lot of um, questions. And I've been getting a lot of PMs about it, and that is the uh, the new warning points that people are seeing pop up all over the place. Uh, yes. So um, this is uh, kind of, for, from the moderator point of view, this isn't anything new at all. Uh, it's been a part of Envision for a while, but with this most recent update that we just had, uh, it allowed us to expose parts of this system to the members, and that's um, the Proto Energy system. So back in the day, the the Proto Energy system was a, a custom hack that uh, we made for BZ Power, and uh, your Proto started at zero, and if you did good things, you got increases. Uh, and it could go from zero to five, and if you did, uh, you know, broke the rules or other bad things, uh, you could it could be decreased all the way to negative five. So um, later on, Envision actually added their own thing called the warning system. You know, their intent was it was for it to go from zero to ten, um, and you know, you start at zero for for normal stuff, and it increases as you do bad things. But, I mean, we obviously like to reward people for good behavior, too. So we kept with our proto system from plus five to minus five and kind of modified, uh, uh, customized the system to, uh, to fit our needs, um, which it made for some interesting things. You know, in the warning system, we would increase your warning level to increase your proto, which sounds kind of backwards. But, um, you know, it makes sense for, for us and from the proto perspective. But what that means now is with this newest update, you can see your own warning points and your warn history. So if you're looking at your profile or a post you made, you'll, you might see, you know, zero warning points or two warning points or something like that underneath your, your name. And uh, that is equivalent to your proto level. Like I just said, uh, zero to five is, you know, good. Either you're neutral or you have an increased proto. Uh, negative one to negative five is uh, if you've lost proto points. And then if you click on that link, you'll go to the warning log where you can see um, some of the reasons for why you either gained or lost proto. So there's a bunch of exceptions to that. Um, way back in the day, before Envision implemented their system, you know this was all done as a hack, so none of those changes are, are on the forums. Uh, are in the the history. Let's say it's during some upgrades. I think some of that log information has been lost, so there might be uh, things missing. And also, if you purchased a premier membership, the uh, the proto increase you get from that uh, is usually not listed on uh, on the warn log. But um, everything else should be. And um, you know, in the past, you received a, a private message. Uh, explaining, you know, why you either gained or lost Proto. Uh, things have changed. That feature has been removed. 
Uh, you can see it in your warn log, and we've also implemented a feature where if your proto level has been adjusted before the next time you post, you'll be taken to a screen where you have to uh, acknowledge the fact that your uh, warning level changed, and that'll show you the reason uh, for for that change, and it'll tell you, you know, uh, that you, you know, thanks for reporting news, or you know, don't uh, keep reviving topics or or whatever it is you did that caused you to gain or lose proto. Uh, I think I cover anything. Anything I missed there? No, I think you got it all. But um, in case you did, Zico has actually written a new section covering all the information in the official proto-energy topic. I just added it yesterday, so you all should go check it out. And feel free to ask any questions you have in that topic, as always. Right, yeah, that would be the place. If if anything I said uh, is still confusing, you can ask there. There's also still pin topic and general discussion about the recent upgrade where you can ask questions. But uh, there's no need to to send me a PM or to post a new topic in Q&A about it. Indeed. So thank you for covering that. Couldn't add it better myself. Okay. Well, uh, thank you, Wynn, for talking about the reporting and uh, explaining that to members. And uh, I will talk to you again next time. All right. Until next month. Okay, so back again is Gatanui for this month's member interview. How is it going? Fine as usual. This is our second uh, member interview. I think the first one went over pretty well. So uh, you volunteered for this, and we've had a, a bunch of questions come in that uh, we're going to throw at you guys now. Ready to answer. All right, so starting off, Spinjitsu Master asks, what is your favorite Lego theme outside of Bionicle? Okay, as far as current Lego themes go, um, I think it's clearly Ninjago. Um, well, if we talk about past themes as well, um, there are quite a few we enjoyed. We were, we were good, uh, great fans of Alpha Team, for example. Mm, yeah, um, that was fun. Yeah. yeah, Alpha Team was really awesome, uh, particularly because of the online games. <laughs> but no, I seriously, I also liked all of the sets yeah. from Alpha Team. Of course, Hero Factory 2 is a theme we enjoy, obviously. And um, can you think of anything else? Oh, oh of course, yeah. Orient, Orient Expedition, for example. Mm. Okay, I think it takes too much time if we go through all the. <laughs> yeah, there have been a lot of, lot of good <laughs> yeah. themes over so, the years. Say. Ninjago currently. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, next up, we have a bunch of questions from Hippopoto Monstro Sesquipeda. Oh, that's a <laughs> remarkable name. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, they just got under the uh, the character limit for a display name on VZP. <laughs> so we'll go through uh, those. At any point of your existence on BZ Power, did you ever consider yourself a noob? Well... Yes, I think so. Uh, at the beginning of our um, stay on BC Power, of course, we behaved quite noobish. I remember a topic in general art where posted uh, stop motion, and I uh, after posting the topic, I asked, "Will I get proto now?" And of course, that's uh, rather noobish. Well, and yeah, we never 
actually thought, at least at the beginning of our stay on BC power, that we would ever get a staff member and yeah, we behaved noobish. That's well, I guess everyone does at some early point of their membership. Somehow. Yeah, I think that's a pretty universal thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, their next question is, do you enjoy this interview? Well, so far I think we do, but we've just started. So hard to say. <laughs> well, we can uh, check back at the end and see what you thought. Yeah, so, so next up, uh, what is your favorite Cave Johnson quote in its entirety? Uh, all right. Um, if I had to go with a Cave Johnson favorite quote, it would probably be this one. Now, maybe you don't have any tumors. Well, don't worry. If you sat on a folding chair in the lobby and weren't wearing lead underpants, we took care of that too. Or this one. All these science fears are made of asbestos, by the way. Keeps out the rats. Let us know if you feel a shortness of breath, a persistent dry cough, or your heart stopping. Because that's not part of the test. That's asbestos. Next up, who did you look up to a lot before becoming staff slash popular slash awesome? And how did that person affect your rise to glory and power? Because everyone knows being a mentor is both glorious and powerful. Yeah. Mm, I guess there are quite a few members, especially staff members, who we looked up to. Mm, a few I could name offhand would be perhaps um, Puhuaki was one we always admired. Um, Screen Guy was one we, yeah, we looked up to a lot. Yeah, he was, well, he was in the lead, form leader of the software form that was the form we most visited during that time. And well, there were quite a few others. I can't name all of them at the top of my head, but... Um, well, I would maybe mention Tom Draken as the final one. Uh, in well, when yeah. I started building my first Bionicle mocks, I took a lot of inspiration from t uh, Tom Draken, and I really admired him. And well, I think it's a bit sad he isn't uh, building any mocks uh, anymore. But I really enjoy. I still check out his Brickshelf page uh, from time to time to see whether he's built something new. Yeah, he has been uh, pretty busy with uh, college, I know. Hopefully at some point he'll get some free time and build some stuff again. Uh, I know uh, his rose definitely uh, was, a, was a big hit yeah. and some of his other creations too. All right. Um, next up, what would you recommend doing or do you have any words of advice for new members? Mm. Well, that's tough. The first thing would I generally say is be nice, be friendly, of course, all the time. Um, especially, I guess, especially when you are a new member, it it's perhaps easy to lose your calm if you start a discussion with someone who disagrees with you. So, well, I would say you you should always you should remain yourself. So you shouldn't help out. The something you shouldn't do is help out just to get proto or something like that. You should help because you like helping. And yeah, I guess you should. Yeah, of course, you can't um, get a very good reputation or get very respect if you are unfriendly, harsh, and snarky all the time. So I think being friendly is, of course, a requirement. So, But then again, I have to say most new members, most members overall are friendly. So I'm not sure it's necessary to give that advice. All right, but it's, uh, I think, good advice nonetheless. 
Uh, Next up, at what point in your BC Power existence did you begin to feel respected by most members? Mm, I'd say sometime in, I don't know, 2007 or when we we became, I'd say, BC Power citizens. Yeah, I suppose. Early 2007. I'd say perhaps late summer 2007, perhaps 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 even later. We well, we became eventually became staff in July 2008. I'd say a few months before that, so early yeah. 2008 and late 2008, we already, um, yeah, we already felt respected. I guess when we started helping out members in new member Q and A, I think that was uh, a turning point in our well, our feeling. To BC yeah. Power. I think something that also contributed to becoming more uh, better known is and um, was reporting news also. I think when we and perhaps you remember that news report about that Tomari sneak peek teaser from the Lego magazine. That's where we got our final proto boost up. I think that one perhaps that one helped to boost our um, popularity, so to say, a bit. Because, well, that was kind of new. The, we could see the projectile for the first time, the only Tuamari logo. Mm, that's also when we became outseas persons. I think that could be considered some kind of turning point. Yeah, I remember you guys used to uh, report a uh, huge amount of news uh, back, back in those days. You've slowed down a little, but uh, <laughs> you still uh, send in a good amount of reports. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, but... <laughs> All right. Don't come flying at us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, so moving on as a follow-up, um, did becoming staff make you feel more respected, and by how much? Um, I don't. Well, I don't know. Actually, um, I don't had the impression. I didn't have the impression that uh, when we became staff, people changed their attitude to us. And I think uh, people have not entirely changed their attitude until. Until the actual day, you know, because well, it's hard to explain. Um, I don't, I don't consider my, or we don't consider ourselves really uh, standing above the community or something like that. I just uh, it's rather being a part of the community and contributing actively by doing the fam- for a mentoring job. So well, eventually, of course, you can't step that's contribute a bit to um, make you feel more respected. As I think, especially at the point where, well, we've been staff for almost four years now. So they're at the point where members join who haven't been um, around before you became staff. So when members join who haven't known you um, as a non-staff member. So I think when those people come around, and perhaps it um, haven't become staff does contribute because then you're, Perhaps you regard as, as the staff member then, and people don't think of ah, Gatnu, that was the the. I was saying we said for a citizen back in the days. Yeah, the guy from back in the days. Yeah, I don't think uh, any members who are still active know me from before I was staff. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next well, next question, um, do you think of yourself as awesome? <laughs> Mm. Yes, of course. <laughs> no, just a little bit of self irony here. Um, well, no, not really. Um, we just—I um, don't think being a staff member on BC Power makes you automatically awesome. 
but um no but we only pick awesome people to be on the staff <laughs> well okay but um no i really don't consider myself being an or, or we yeah don't consider <laughs> ourselves being an awesome person of course we don't lack self-confidence but that doesn't mean uh, we consider ourselves awesome and everybody else is uh, stupid or something like that. that That's good. It's always, it's always good to be humble. <laughs> mm, yeah, but we try our best, of course, to be mm, well as awesome as you can be, so to say. That's, that's a good uh, strategy, I think. All right, <laughs> so, uh, so moving on. Uh, was there a major turning point in your view of BZ Power as a whole that you experienced? Um, our views. So mm-hmm. just, I think, uh, how you view BZ Power was there a point where it kind of shifted from becoming just a, a place you visit, maybe, to uh, a community or online home, something like that. Mm, I can think of a specific, a particular event that could be considered a turning point. I think, in pers- well, in the early days, you, um, well, we cared about product and like that. I guess. Well, we've been staff member for quite a while. There are some things we simply don't care that much about. For example, ranks or post count or proto level or so that those are things we and we we eventually don't care about as much as we did on the beginning. I think that's also just, well, I guess that comes from experience, also from growing up or something. Well, we were quite few, uh, quite younger when we joined. So, well, I don't think there is an event that can be considered such a major turning point. I think we've learned to appreciate the community as a whole more in the um, past few months or years even, especially since the pharmacy can somewhat smaller, the membership. I think we, I've become to, or we've become to appreciate more the community aspect. So we've become more of a place you go for a community and that, yeah, then it was before, before we came mainly for the discussion and for the forums. Now there is less discussion going on. The community itself has become a greater reason for us to come to that part. Okay. So uh, here's, here's a little odd one. Um, have you ever considered yourself to be psychopathic at all? And by how much? <laughs> That's a funny question. Mm. Mm, I'm not sure if psycho, if I, uh, sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Psychopathic person would consider himself as such. That, that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. Um, mm. I think you can consider yourself uh, um, psychopathic and be proud about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, that we that would be a proof of, uh, of psychopathic behavior, being psychopathic and being proud about that. <laughs> no, but um, uh, I think... If um, somebody, no, if I was psychopathic, mm, well, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I would admit it or not. Maybe I would. (laughs) Well, yeah, you don't know without being it. So um, I guess, you know, we we won't know anytime soon, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, as a follow up, um, do you think it's crazy of me to be asking random questions like the above? Uh, well, it's it's a bit odd. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's our it's, membership for you. They're they're a little odd, but so are mm, we. And let's uh, just it's, it's good this. fun. 
let's just say it's not psychopathic. <laughs> it's only odd. <laughs> well, I'd say if the member with the unpronounceable name <laughs> and think and think it's thinks it's crazy, it probably is. <laughs> <laughs> all right um next question do you like being a catalyst a catalyst in uh you mean in what kind of sense the catalyst from chemistry or I, i'm not sure what uh hippopoto monstro sesquipedo was uh, referring to exactly yeah to be honest i'm not sure i understand this question entirely so um so um Hippopotamonstrosecupida, um, um, I ask you to send us a PM and we'll be glad to answer that question. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a follow-up. Uh, all right, uh, next up, donuts or bagels? Mm, I guess bagels. Mm, yeah, bagels. <laughs> what, kind bagel? hmm? what kind of bagel? What kind of bagel? Ooh. <laughs> no idea. Uh, actually, there's not a great bagel or donut eating culture in Germany. So if you that's a shame. Pretzels or bagels, then that would have been easier. <laughs> All right. No, well, we'll keep moving on then. Um, are there any internet memes, past and present, that you are or were active in other than staff pranks? Mm. I don't think so. Mm. No. No, not really. Short question, uh, short answer. I don't think so. I can't think of any internet meme. Well, I don't think if you can consider the time on BZ Power where everyone had an avatar with their first letter of the name. Um, and being... Yeah, I don't think you, I'm not sure you can consider that a meme, but if yes, we'll just say that one because we had such an avatar for a few months, I think. All right. Uh... Do you prefer to hide your intelligence? And if so, when and in what situations? Uh, no, uh, I don't think I prefer to hide my intelligence. Definitely not. Actually, uh, maybe I'm in some situations, I'm too open with my intelligence. Uh, I can confirm that. <laughs> and... Well, I'm not actually saying that I'm hyper-intelligent. No, of course not. Um, I, we stated, uh, I stated previously that, that I don't think of myself as awesome. But, uh, well, maybe um, much to my uh, regret, I may be a bit, uh, well, I may try to boast a bit. Uh, everyone, uh, I think, falls prey to that every now and then. So, um, following up to uh, an earlier question, do you still enjoy this interview? Yeah, I think so. It's still pretty enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, Hippopoto Monstro Sesquipedas, last question. Are there some people who you would like to give a shout out to that you think are misunderstanding things? Okay, this is definitely a very interesting question. I can't think of um, any pe I'm not sure. I can't think of anything related to BZ Power in this context, to be honest. Um, any answer related to this would probably go into the political discussion yeah. aspect, maybe. So I'm not sure we can give a good answer on this one. Yeah, but it's probably best to steer away from that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, 
Next, uh, BC Power Reporter Paleo asks, uh, what are your favorite flavors of ice cream? Um, okay, uh, do you want to answer first? Mm, no, no, no. I, um, okay. I uh, my favorite kind of ice cream is um, after eight, so peppermint with chocolate chips. And uh, yeah, that's definitely the one I like most. Yeah, I prefer a simpler one. One I found to enjoy quite a bit is yogurt um, ice cream. Yeah, I don't know why. It just tastes fresh and it's, yeah, I don't know. It like I think I like that it's so simple somehow. Okay. So <laughs> uh, Lego employee and community guru Kevin Hinkle asks, what are your thoughts on licensed construction figures uh, such as Ben 10 and the DC and Marvel superheroes? Good, bad, or ugly? Mm, you can throw well, Galador in there because uh, I know Kevin loves that one. <laughs> <laughs> mm, well, um, it's hard to give a general answer, I say. And, um, I guess, the, um, well, it depends. For example, I'm... I wasn't too fond of Ben 10. Well, to be honest, I'm not too fond of DC and Marvel superheroes either. And especially the Joker, I must admit, he just looks strange. So yeah, He's just kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And generally, I'd, generally, I'd say, um, I don't think the Lego building system works too well with... Organic um, Yeah, with organic figures, exactly. Yeah. Because if you try to, well, if you use the Hero Factories, for example, it's, they don't look organic at all. So that's also why many people consider Iron Man one of the best uh, of the superheroes line, including us, because well, Iron Man, is, of course, can't look organic. So it, the, the, the building system works for him. But, well, if you try to make them look realistic, you get something a scully door. And that's, yeah, I guess... We that's all the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I guess we all agree that's that wasn't so great, especially <laughs> for a Lego theme. Right. So, so Iron Man was good, uh, you know, and Galador was the ugly. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Although uh, so I must admit, uh, I didn't dislike the Benton figures. Actually, of course, uh, they lacked many. They didn't have many pieces, but uh, I actually liked the overall look of the Benton figures. Hmm. Well, to be honest, I think they worked better than the DC Marvel superiors, perhaps because they had other kinds of pieces which looked somehow more organic, I think. Yeah, I'll have to agree here. <laughs> yeah, and I, th I think they had some good pieces which are still being used uh, today. I yeah. think uh, their biggest downfall was their price point uh, was, was kind of high. Mm, yeah, I, personally, I find the price point for the DC Marvel superiors pretty good because they it's just, well, here... At least it's two euros more than the middle-sized heroes like Ferno, Breeze, and Rocker. And I, I'm not sure if they do have more pieces. At least they have a lot more pieces than Ben 10, having the same price. So right. I think the price point is pretty decent. That's that's pretty much all right. Yeah, there's, they seem to be a pretty good value, especially considering they're licensed. All right. Yeah, uh, so. Next up, uh, Takuma Nuva. Our wonderful blog assistant had a few questions for you guys. Uh, starting off, he asks, I don't know why it ever came to mind, but I'll ask you anyways. Uh, you guys aren't Siamese twins, are you? 
Mm, I don't think so. Make a bit more. I, I'd uh, hope that you guys know whether or not you are. <laughs> no, we are not. No worries. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, the two of you are walking down the road, and you both see a mossy old brick that you both really want. The only way to get the brick to split in two is to take a yogurt bath. Do you bathe and share the brick, or do you fight each other for it? Uh, we bathe and share, of course. <laughs> as <laughs> as all brothers should. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So I feel a little uncomfortable asking this next one, but I'll go anyway. Uh, how about that Black Six guy? Is he a character or what? Well, clearly he's just is a voice speaking to us right now, so um, I'm sure he can't consider a character anything. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> just a mysterious figure that uh, pulls the strings behind BZ Power yeah. with a um, <laughs> black hood and with flames kind of out of his fist and, you know, <laughs> you know, all that mystical stuff. Yep, I, I use my magical force powers uh, to keep the VZ power running. All right, so Takuma's next question is, uh, what's your favorite outdoorsy thing to do? Um, mm, 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 well, let's mm. see, perhaps boring answer, going out for a walk. Playing <laughs> tennis, maybe. Yeah, well, to be honest, there isn't that much we... Okay, don't misunderstand this. I want to say that there isn't so much we do outdoors, what I mean is there isn't a large and great variety of acti outdoor activities we have. So we play tennis, but besides that, when we go out, it's mostly for a walk or to go shopping or, yeah, to yeah. buy your daily needs and that kind of thing. Don't actually think we're totally nerdy sitting 12 hours a day in front of the computer. No, just and, 11. Yeah, only 11, not 12. <laughs> <laughs> Doing nothing but uh, moderating the forums. No, yeah, that, that's my job, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, so next up, uh, would you rather run a newspaper business or a petting zoo? Uh, I think a newspaper yeah, business. <laughs> uh, nothing against animals, um, but uh, I think it's. Uh, I think I would go with the newspaper business, um, especially if I was uh, um, if I, well, actually wrote articles, if I was an article writer for that newspaper, because, uh, and I would love to cover the politics section of the newspaper. Uh, well, I'm not going to talk about politics now, just uh, pointing out that I'm really interested in politics, uh, political topics. Well, we already not so bad at finding news, at least Lego news, so that's a good start, I guess. <laughs> right, yeah, you already got uh, the, the groundwork laid out. Mm. Okay, uh, if you could add one additional subform to BZP, what would it be? Perhaps um, the Jago subform, but I'm not really sure it's even needed at this point, so um, right now, I think it's fine right now. Well, yeah. Well, it's something that would be Nice would be a subform for our website, <laughs> but well, I think that's not something we should seriously consider. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and Takuma's last question Do you have any great ideas for evil things a certain evil bloggy could do? Hmm, wonder who that certain evil bloggy could be. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> I, my guess is it's probably Kohaku. Mm, yeah, so I hope you're listening, Joe. <laughs> okay. Um, well, any evil ideas coming to your mind? 
I think I well, I've already plenty of evil ideas, but I think they're so evil that they would traumatize most of our listeners. So I'll just let it be. <laughs> yeah, perhaps you could simply fix the so form software so it actually works for block staff as it should, but I'm not sure that's even evil. Yeah, that doesn't sound very evil. Yeah. <laughs> well, perhaps Envision considers it somehow evil that they manipulate the software, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that uh, wraps up all the member submitted questions. So I have uh, one or for you guys. Uh, do they have hot pockets in Germany? Hot pockets? Hot, what? hot pockets? No, I'm gonna guess no. It's a food, a frozen food. Um. Well, if it exists, I haven't heard it with that name. All so. right. Well, yeah, maybe it's marketed as something else. But uh, with that in mind, I I'm just gonna ask um uh, maybe a couple of general questions. So. Uh, how long now have you guys been part of BZ Power? Well, we joined in 31st of July 2005, but I think we were, act I'm pretty sure we were active in 2004. I can remember, I think I can remember Bucky Power, but I'm, I'm not sure, but we were definitely already. I um, think we experienced Bucky Power. Yeah, we were definitely already online in the round in 2004, but I think we also try to join before that point, before we created this account. We both had separate accounts, you can remember, or at least we tried to join separate accounts. I don't know what, why that didn't work, and I have no idea what they were called, something with Norik fan and Irini fan or something like that. Well, I was in charge back then, so you can't blame me. <laughs> hmm. um, oh. All right, so any other... Um, Fond memories from BZ Power that you guys would like to share? Well, there are plenty of uh, fun memories. Um, fun memories. Mm. Well, well, in a way, well, I could say, of course, all the April Fool's pranks. But, uh, yeah, for example, when we were uh, the Barbie tour guide. I think uh -huh. that was rather funny. Tour guide. A tour guide. Uh, Barbie, exactly. Yes, exactly. Tour that, guide Barbie, yeah, that, sorry. Was, that was quite surprising, to say the least. That was quite a good... That was a nice prank. I think, yeah, that could that could be considered a fun moment. <laughs> All right. Well, that, yeah. <clears throat> okay, well, thanks a lot, guys, for uh, volunteering for this. And thanks to everyone who sent in questions. Uh, of course, we'll be posting a, uh, a news story on the front page uh, probably about midway through June uh, to get your questions for the next interview. And I, I hope all the listeners have been enjoying these. Any closing remarks, Gatnui? Mm, well, I guess thanks to everyone for all their questions. Mm, special thanks, of course, to Kevin Hinkle. Mm, definitely. Well, I guess it's always an honor to get a question from a Lego employee. So, well, thank you. thanks to everyone, I guess. And of course, thanks to you for hosting this interview and for your questions. All right. So I will uh, be talking to you guys, I'm sure, in the future. And thanks again for coming on. Yeah. No problem. And that just about brings this month's show to a close. I hope you've all enjoyed listening to it. As per usual, you can leave any comments or feedback you have in the talkback topic on our forums or by emailing powercast at bzpower.com or by rating us or adding comments on iTunes. We really do uh, appreciate all the feedback and questions we uh, can get. 
True to form, McSmeag has recorded another piece for this month's show, so I'm going to go let that roll. Talk to you all next month. This is dedicated to Black Six. So open up your morning light Say a little prayer for I You know that we are to stay alive And see the peace in every eye She had two She thought it was God calling her Oh, would her son grow to know his father I don't want to wait for our lives to be over I want to know right now what will it be I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. Will it be? Yes, or will it be? Sorry.
What am I supposed to answer again? <laughs> as ready, ready as, as I'll, I'll ever, ever be. be. There yes. you go. Ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> Son of a pomegranate's uncle. Do 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 do.